Well, hello, dear. Um, today I'm going to talk about Belfast Castle. Now, I've always loved going up to Belfast Castle to play in the grounds when I was a child. It was really very close to where I lived, and the houses round about were known as the Castle Estate. However, in the centre of Belfast, there are quite a few streets which have the word castle in their name. For instance, we've got Castle Street, we've got Castle Arcade, Castle Place, Castle Lane, all of which are really quite far away from Belfast Castle. Well, the reason is that, of course, those streets were not named after the present castle, but after a previous castle, which was destroyed by fire in 1708. In fact, the first castle was in Belfast city centre. It was built towards the end of the 12th century and was made of wood. Over the years, it fell into ruin. However, in 1611, a second castle was built on the same site. That castle was constructed by Sir Arthur Chichester, Baron of Belfast, and was made of stone and timber. Belfast obtained its first charter in 1613 from James I, when it was really only like a little village with a few lanes and a sprinkling of houses around the castle. The castle was built close to the river Farset or Farstia. It was this river that gave Belfast its name in Irish. Belfast in Irish is Belfastia, which means mouth of the river Farstia or Farset. I remember my grandfather explaining it to me when there was that there was an underground river running through Belfast. The only river I saw in Belfast was the River Lagan. I couldn't see the Farsha or the Farset River anywhere, but he told me that they had built some of the big buildings in the centre of Belfast on the sides of that Farsha River. Of course he was right, and the fact is that that river still runs under the high street and flows into the River Lagan. The ground around the castle was marshland, and there were only a few houses here and there at that time when the castle was built. I think it's great, though, that the streets around that area in the centre of Belfast where the castle had been originally commemorated in their names. So we have Castle Street, Castle Place, Castle Lane, Castle Arcade, and, of course, we have Bridge Street, which also gets its name from the bridge which used to cross the river Although, of course, today you won't be able to see the river running beneath the ground. In fact, it actually runs into the River Lagan, which you can see, and you can also enjoy walking along its banks. Because of the soft ground, most of the large buildings in the centre of Belfast, including the City Hall, had to be piled. Piling is a system where large amounts of wood, steel, or in this case, concrete, are inserted deep into the soil of the ground to form a sturdy base for construction to take place. The Albert Memorial Clock in the High Street was built a hundred years ago, and despite piling, it now shows signs of subsidence. It might even soon be called the Leaning Tower of Belfast. That second castle in the centre of Belfast no longer exists, as it was destroyed by a fire in 1708.
The castle we have today in Belfast is the third castle. It was built by the Marquis of Donegal of the Shaftesbury family in 1870. It was built within the Deer Park on the slopes of Cave Hill or Ben Madigan, as it is also called from the Irish Ban Wadigan, meaning Madigan's Peak, after a king of Ulster called Madigan, who died in 856. The present castle has a wonderful view of Belfast Loch, and on a good day you can also see the Isle of Man and Scotland. The architect who designed the castle was Sir Charles Lanyon, an Englishman who moved to Belfast as a very young man and spent the rest of his life there. Many beautiful buildings were designed by him. For example, the Lanyon Building of Queen's University, the Union Theological College, Ballymoney Courthouse and the Palm Houses in Botanic Gardens. The upkeep of a castle is high and in 1934, the 9th Earl of Shaftesbury decided to pass the castle and its grounds over to the city of Belfast. It is now open to the public and is a popular place for families to enjoy the magnificent gardens and the breathtaking view of Belfast Loch. It's also a favourite place for weddings and the majestic outdoor spiral staircase is a must for photographs. Children enjoy looking for the nine lucky cat figures which are hidden in the gardens of the castle. It's also a good starting point for anyone who wants to climb up Cave Hill. One of the peaks of Cave Hill is known as Napoleon's Nose. And if you look at the hill from a distance, it looks like a face with a prominent nose. Hence the name Napoleon's Nose. It is said that the writer Jonathan Swift was inspired by Cave Hill when he wrote Gulliver's Travels. He saw Cave Hill as the shape of a sleeping giant safeguarding the city. At the top of Cave Hill, there are the remains of an ancient promontory fort called Macart's Fort, which is famous for its association with Theobald Wolfe-Tone. A Protestant barrister from Dublin and Henry Joy McCracken, a Presbyterian from Belfast, whose parents were members of the most prominent Presbyterian industrial families. Wolf Tone and Henry Joy McCracken were the founding members of the United Irishmen in 1798. They were inspired with the idea of forming a government of Ireland based on principles of civil, political and religious liberty. It was at McCart's Fort that the United Irishmen swore their famous oath never to desist in their efforts until they had subverted the authority of England over their country and had asserted their independence. The United Irishmen was perhaps the only time in history when Irishmen, North and South, Catholic and Protestant, got together to obtain equal representation of all the people in a national government for Ireland. It came in the wake of the French Revolution and the American War of Independence and was inspired by the French Declaration of Human Rights and Thomas Paine's The Rights of Man. However, they did not cede in their aspirations. Henry Joy McCracken had been the leader of the forces in the Battle of Antrim 
in 1798. The United Irishmen were defeated in that battle and Henry Joy McCracken took refuge on Cave Hill. He was later captured and was court-martialed. He was found guilty of treason and hanged on the 17th of July 1798 in the High Street in Belfast, the same street where he had been born 30 years earlier. In a letter to his sister, he wrote that the fatal division in the country had been one not of religion but of class. His remains are now in the Clifton Street Cemetery at Carlisle Circus in Belfast. Some months later, in November of the same year, Theobald Wolftone was also captured when he was attempting to bring in French troops and supplies from France. He was court-martialed and sentenced to death by hanging. He had asked to be shot as a soldier, but his request was refused. However, he is said to have committed suicide by slitting his throat before the hanging could be carried out. He was 35 years of age when he died on the 19th of November 1798. He's buried in Bodenstein, County Kildare. There's a statue of him in St Stephen's Green in Dublin and another in Bantry where he is looking out to sea, perhaps hoping to see the French troops arriving. Well, now that you know something of the history of Belfast Castle and the Cave Hill, you must visit them if you get the chance. You won't be disappointed.